Carl, you're going to have to do some hi. Say- you're going to have to do some fancy edits. I will do that. <laughs> well, another another binge-worthy series is Curb Your Enthusiasm, and it just completed its tenth season. And it, if anybody needed to laugh, pardon? But you haven't seen all of it yet. No, I'm on episode four. Oh, I finished the- episode ten last night. It uh, it has my wife thought it was horrible, and then she enjoyed the payoff. All right. Oh, and Liz, my wife did uh, mention another one on MTV, Bush Family Brew, which is about Billy Bush and his family. How oh, is that? It's horrible. It is really, it's, it, it's, but it takes place in St. Louis, mostly. It is an, it's an MTV show, so... Trying to make sure that we gather like angry villagers and we march straight up to their home and you know with pitchforks and torches and um, I I, uh, I I don't know if I could sit through that. Once you watch an episode or two, you'll go, oh, I have to see how this plays out. <laughs> That's what they hook you. That's what they mm-hmm. hook you with, you know, and. Uh, um, the Sweetie Pies family, of course, they had a St. Louis uh, re- uh, re- uh, reality TV series, and they hey, came to St. Louis Community College when I was there, and they talked about how at first they didn't want to do the series because the people that they pitched it to said, you don't have enough conflict. Right. All- oh, there, there's conflict in the Bush show. I hate those real uh, housewives shows and I don't want to watch those people. And uh, I am just always like, why, why would I watch these people when I could live a life when I have my own life to live? Is that one of those? I could never do a reality show. I'd end up being arrested or something. (laughs) That, that they would love that. They'd use it for the trial, Carl. (laughs) That's okay. All right. uh, Let's talk. I saw two movies. This All right. Actually, I saw a movie three weeks ago and I'd forgotten about it because it's so weird. It's Swallow. an IFC film. It's called Swallow. And I didn't want to watch it around my wife because I knew that she would hate it. It stars uh, Haley Bennett. Um, she was in The Girl on the Train. She's the girl. No, she's the dead wife that The Girl on the Train sees. And she was also in, um, uh, she was, uh, oh, she was the girl in Equalizer with uh, Denzel. And she was the girl in uh, Magnificent Seven also. If you have so, to sit your hands, I watched Swallow and I could barely sit through it. I was like, I was sitting on my hands because I was like, oh my God, I can't believe she's doing that it's a weird movie and then it gets weirder and it becomes a different movie. Uh, Haley Bennett is in, is this girl with a past, I guess. And she marries this rich guy. And so the, first you think it's going to be like a Stepford situation and like uh, they're just treating her horribly and you don't know why and you you sympathize with her, and so then she starts to swallow things. It's an actual um, 
disorder. actual disease. It's called PICA, P-I-C-A, and they just go nuts and they just start eating things. And first it starts like, first it's a push pin and then it's a jack and then it's, or was, it was the marble first or was it the push pin? Liz? I thought it was push pin first. Okay, and then the marble, and the, they're, they're just indigestible. And then she passes them, and she cleans them off, and she puts them on her dresser. Um, it was so hard for me to watch it. Plus, the Well, yeah, you're a chef. You don't want them eating things you shouldn't be eating. I've, now, granted, I, I, I will try anything. I will. <laughs> just to, any kind of food, any, you know what I mean? I will try it once. Um, twice to say why I like it or I dislike it, but I mean I've I've eaten you know uh, duck embryos and the egg and all kinds of bizarre things um, because in you know it's considered a delicacy to somebody else. But when I was in China, I ate a fried scorpion on the street from a street vendor. Oh yeah, oh yeah, those aren't those aren't bad. I just oh. it's just the one thing that that uh, I. It reminded me of like, oh, what was the, it was, oh, what was the movie? Um, oh, I forgot the name of the film. It's an independent film where she's eating the ashes of her deceased boyfriend. Um, um, I'll look that up. <laughs> I want to say it was like. That doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> it's one word and it's something like, I, it's not, I mean, it sounds like it's one thing. I mean, it's digest or something. But she she develops this illness she's expecting, and she starts eating the the cremated remains of her deceased loved one. Okay. Uh, this isn't came out at least ten years ago. Um, isn't the character oh, well? She has the controlling husband, but doesn't she have? Because he wants her to get pregnant, right? Right. Um, Is that right? I don't know if she I, is it Liz was it into the ashes no my dead boyfriend <laughs> um dinner with Raul um no I, I I can't remember the name okay um, um, um in this movie David Rashi from Belleville's in it right um let's see David Rashi yes does he, he is. play her dad yes no he plays his dad Oh, okay. Oh, wait, no, wait, no, no, wait a minute. No, he was he was on Sledgehammer. He yeah. plays he plays her biological father. He grew up in Millstadt, Illinois, and went to Belleville West. And his dad was a minister. Yeah. Now wait a minute. Uh, now I'm trying to no no he plays. I'm getting confused. It's because the characters are so weird. Um, that he plays the controlling fathers. Okay, aren't they all wound real tight? All the characters. Very. Yes. I'm not. He plays one of the dads. I'm not sure which one, because I thought, was, I thought the, men, the men don't really count in this movie. It's all about her. Basically, it's a one performance film. She is Haley Bennett's really good in this, and everybody else is just a catalyst or an antagonist. Nobody. She's the only person that you kind of like and then even that changes I, I i think i think the sheer act of ingesting these things is her like you know ambivalence or her you know what i mean striking out against everyone so i mm -hmm. that, that got me through it is you know like okay this is her 
way of acting out, but it was that was that was hard for me to digest. <laughs> and then it takes a weird turn, and then it even takes an even weirder turn. That there's no, I mean, I don't want to give it away, but there's no way to describe the second, the end of the second act, nor the third act in its entirety, because it's just, it's it's not as advertised. Which what, is, was, what was the, this kind of reminded me of, do you remember the film with uh, Kirsten Dunst where um, she's a bride? Melancholia. Melancholia yeah. when she's out there naked underneath the full moon. I thought, what a, you know what I mean? Like, to, you know what I mean? It kind of reminded me of that kind of narrative, that plot twist, plot twist, plot twist. This isn't, you know what I mean? And the, the, the tension, everybody is wound up like a piano wire. It was that uncomfortable to watch. That, that it reminded me of that film. Even, even with the uh, thing of the pika, it's uncomfortable to watch. But then everything else makes it more uncomfortable. This is not a fun watch. It, it, it's not, it's, they're calling it a psychological thriller, but I wouldn't go that far because no, you, it's just odd. You know, Lynn, you know how we were talking about uh, the movie about the two girls that go to New York uh, to take the, care of the their, abortion uh, movie. Right. Uh, uh, sometimes, always, rarely, never. Uh-huh. Uh, this is as uncomfortable as that, but for different reasons. Okay. But then I saw I saw something that I didn't know about. Let's 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 move off of Swallow, which was just weird. If you want to watch a weird movie, Swallow is fine. Um, I watched Spaceship Earth. I didn't know anything about it. I'm like, oh, this might be the building of the Epcot giant ball. It is not. And I don't know why it's even called Spaceship Earth, because it's about the biodome that, if you remember in like 1991, in the early 90s, this group of eight, they're not scientists, these eight people went into the biosphere for two years. Do you remember that at all? Well, I just remember the Pauly Shore movie, Biodome. Biodome. Biodome was based on biosphere. And this was Biosphere 2, because that was the big thing. Biosphere 1 is our Earth, and Biosphere 2 is our next version of Earth. And so it starts off in the 60s, where these hippies start a commune, and then they start doing, uh, world. they expand worldwide. And they find Ed Bass, who is, at the time, he's on Forbes' 400 Richest People. He's an oil tycoon, and he's the weird brother that likes to do weird stuff and promote weird stuff. He's a good, he's a good philanthropist. So he funds these guys. They build a boat, and they travel around the world. They open up uh, hospitals. They open up an art gallery in London. They open up a farm in Australia, and they're just taking this boat that they built in the 70s, and they're just going around the earth doing good things. So that's wonderful. And so... The leader of this group, uh, John, hold on, I'm going to, I, John Allen, John P. Allen, who they talk about in the talking heads in this movie talk about in this movie. I'm like, why isn't this guy involved? And then all of a sudden he shows up. So he was the brainchild of this. And so he got 
15 people to audition because he's like a theater guy. And so like they put on shows and stuff and they do, he, he's an artsy guy and not necessarily a science guy. And so of the 15, they pared it down to eight. They had one medical doctor and a couple scientists and then a couple people that they, of the eight people, one of them has passed, but they, they talked to four of them. So you don't get the whole story, but finally they get to the biodome and what they're going to do and how they show, they show like good morning America and entertainment tonight and ABC at home. They, they show all these clips from the early nineties about them talking about the biodome and it's, it was in Arizona and they got trapped in there. And then what my wife didn't like about it and I didn't notice it at the time, but what my wife noticed, they don't give a timeline of how long everything is. Like they give years of like all the stuff beforehand, but they don't, um, they don't say while they're in the dome, they don't say this happened at this time, this happened at this time. This they just make the two years seem as it's one epic, I guess, uh, one sense of time. And so I, I can see how it could be stylized as they, they, their sense of time was lost, but it, there's a lot that went on in that. And if you read about it, which on these true life stories, I always go back and read to see what they changed and how the narrative has changed. It, uh, it says that there, they were, there was a lot of infighting in the group and they don't address that, I guess, because they didn't have all of the seven living members participate. So everyone would get their side. So they kept it. They were kind of, they kind of lean it against against the Bass family and this John guy because they didn't really have a game plan. They wanted to try it and they didn't know where they were going. And so a lot of weird, not weird, but unforeseen events happened while they were in the biodome. Uh, wait, no, the biosphere, biodome's the Pauly Shore movie. <laughs> And that's, I, from all of those, because of these guys that were in there for two years and they were actually doing legitimate research, you'd think, my wife's like, how come these people aren't household names? They're not. It's mostly been forgotten. And yeah. uh, University of Arizona bought the biosphere. It's still there. And they do research in it. But there is a weird twist near the end. Ed Bass brought in Steve Bannon to run the prod oh look at lynn's face <laughs> brought in steve bannon because he was a goldman sachs guy and ed bass was tired of like funding these hippies so he wanted to make money off of it and so they brought in steve bannon and for like five minutes my wife and i were looking is is that the same steve bannon <laughs> it was creepy because it's from 1992 1993 I think that's the same guy, really thin and really young. It's the same guy. It was 30 years ago. He didn't look like he does now. <laughs> and it was, uh, he turned it into something else. And then one of the guys recorded him on a tape. And he's not saying, he's saying Steve Bannon things. It, that's how I knew it was him. Because, because he was saying things that Steve Bannon says now. And then one of the one of the scientists is like, I don't know why Steve Bannon did, uh, uh, denounces climate change because he was involved in all of this stuff right now, and he knows the, he knows the stuff about climate change and how the biosphere was like helping 
try to change that because one of the things about the biosphere, they were running out of oxygen. They, it was supposed to be totally sustainable and they were running out of oxygen. The CO2 kept going up because of the greenhouse gases. And so that, that's the thing. They had, they had to cheat and pump in oxygen to those guys. And that's when everybody's mood started. To, they started being nicer to each other once they pumped in the oxygen because they were all starving and sleep deprived and they didn't have enough oxygen for their brains. So, Wait, was, Bannon, was Bannon in the biosphere? No, he wasn't in it. Once, once they got out, they were going to start doing <laughs> – that's a good joke, Liz. Yes. Once, once, uh, once they got out, Ed Bass and Steve Bannon took it over to make money rather than for research. So do you guys, do you guys remember anything besides the Pauly Shore movie about this in the early 90s? I do. Vaguely. I do. But I, Vaguely. I remember – wasn't there an article, I remember reading something about people arguing about it was the whole reason for it or the, that the, the, the hypothesis or, you know what I mean, the, the reason for doing this experiment had nothing to do with science, that they said it was just a psychological experiment. People were accusing. Right. Well, people the, accuse them of that. They, people accuse them of that. The original idea is if we had, it's like the Martian. If we had to go to, if we, if we ruin the earth and had to go somewhere else, is it possible to sustain an ecosystem that is self-contained? It is very much like the Martian. I, I would imagine that the author of the Martian had this in mind a little bit. And I love the Martian. I think it's funny. But um, they were accused of not being real scientists. This is more of a publicity stunt. This was more of a... Uh, performance piece they were accused they were accused of a lot of things but usually the usually the guy that accuses them of all these things was a former employee so you have that in so you believe the guy but then you also worry about his motives and you worry about who's paying for him now because it's just whenever there's a guy on the news it's the same guy saying here's why this project sucks and if they would have had more than one person doing that, rather than the same guy, it would have been a little more, not necessarily more credible, but more uh, authentic, I think. Did, did uh, you know it was Bannon because he had a red cap on that said, make biosphere great again? No, <laughs> no, he, he's, he's thin, clean shaven, and, and it's 30 years ago. We all look different 30 years ago. He's not sweaty, looks like he's gonna have a hearty, heart attack at any moment. No, he's thin. He looks, uh, he looks like I did 30 years ago. Tiny. Wow. Oh, so you would recommend it? And where do you find this movie? Um, it's Neon. So it's an independent thing. But once again, Neon had best picture last year. So they, uh, I don't know what they're going to do. And it's a documentary. So it's, that's what I'm liking about this. Uh, now, okay, let me rephrase that. For movies right now, all these little films are getting sent out. And if you're wanting new content, if you don't, if you don't want to like turn on FX and watch Let's Be Cops, like was on at my work the other day, um, and well, you're looking for new content, <laughs> if you're looking for new content, these independent films are getting out there right now. Because really, the only thing that has come out from a major studio has been Trolls. And that's it. 
onward kind of, but that was already out. But Trolls is the only thing, and it set a record last week, Lynn. You were part of the record-setting weekend. Uh-huh. Well, I enjoyed it. Um, I did see another movie I'll bring up before we move on to uh, DVD releases. Uh, Crip Camp is on Netflix now, and it was a big winner at Sundance. And it is a documentary, and the title is not PC. Oh, it's they, they call it that, don't they? Right. It is a really terrific documentary. It is about the movement that led to the American Disabilities Act. Of, is it like Murder uh, Ball? Uh, they have the, they have a, well, it, it's, it's a camp for kids with disabilities in the 70s. And that's oh. when they were called handicapped kids. And they were very isolated because they weren't integrated into schools. You, you know the whole, the way it was before they did. So this group of kids uh, bonded at this camp and they were the ones that got emboldened to start the movement to get laws changed. And they did a sit-in. They went to Washington, D.C. They, they spent- Did you, did you really say sit-in with handicapped people? Well, they're in their wheelchairs and and they protested and and uh they were uh they it's so anyway it's uh it's it's really a a powerful movement about how i mean a movie about how you can uh you can take a group of people and you can accomplish good things when they get emboldened and ada is a powerful piece of legislation yes yes so it to, this year is the 30th anniversary of it. And so this is a perfect film for to remember what it used to be like and then how how they transformed each other and how uh and then they interview some of them today and their lives are vastly improved because of their involvement in the movement but also now they get to do things they never could before and uh it just shows the the way the world was back then but the producers of the movie are michelle and barack obama this really is their, this is their production oh. company so it's, it's on netflix it's then a production company yeah well they won they won the oscar for best documentary for american factory yeah, their their company is called Higher Ground. Okay, I've heard. So that. if you see Higher Ground on something, that's them. But uh, they yeah, don't. So they didn't. They didn't go to the Oscars. They they let the filmmakers do that. It's their production company, but they let the filmmakers take the spotlight because they they're just they just help get the films made. Well, it won the big award for documentary at Sundance. Yes, and Netflix bought it. And Netflix put it on uh, March 25th. And I finally got around to seeing it this week. And I'm glad I did. And I do think it probably will be a contender at the end of the year for the document. You know, it'll be on the list. But uh, yeah, it, it, uh, and it, Carla has really good uh, soundtrack. 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 It has all the protest songs. It starts with the Buffalo Springfield song um for what it's worth yeah 
and it has a lot of the protest songs. So it's good. Well, yeah, uh, the Spaceship Earth, which they never call it Spaceship Earth. They actually paid for some songs. They played for they paid for Thunderclap Newman. They paid for a Velvet Underground song. They paid for Jesus Jones. I'm like, they had a little bit of money to do that, to do this documentary. But, yeah, they're not cheap. And uh, there's a Crip Camp. One of the guys that uh, uh, produced, that directed the movie, produced, produced it. He was one of the kids at the camp. Okay. Oh, cool. He was born mm -hmm. with spina bifida, and he wasn't supposed to live. And mm -hmm. uh, he said, apparently, I had other ideas. And his Aww. father told him that you're going to have to be outgoing because nobody's going to come talk to you. You will have to go talk to people. And it shows him. And he was the sound designer at the San Francisco, or no, Berkeley. Berkeley. Yeah, there's a lot at Berkeley. That makes um, much more sense. Yeah. The Berkeley Repertory Theater. And he, they show him hoisting himself up these ladders and hoisting himself to get to the sound booth and everything he had to do to crawl with his body up to get to things just um, amazing and so he's one of the producers of, of it and yeah directors so it's very inspiring i think sometimes i mean it's if you if if somebody doesn't like watching human struggle because it's very uh i want to just say like matter of fact in your face you know, the, the troubles that they had trying to move around, trying to get places and how they were perceived. If you don't want to look at that, then you're not going to like this movie. But if you embrace it as a, as, as a group of people making a difference. And I think we need that right now. You should, you should watch it, but it's not necessarily an easy watch. Right. Right, it's not sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows, but they sure have a good time at their summer camp because they could all be themselves. Right, and, and, and I'm, I'm sure the counsel, the, the those counselors are probably a special breed of person too. Yes, yeah, especially especially, you know, it it sets that time period, and you forget about that now. You know, this now we the yeah. plant. Liz, Liz moves the plant. You that, see that, that plant? Oh yeah, it was creeping in the whole time, and then you you moved it. It's a truck. Oh, it's a Steve. I like that. <laughs> I just noticed. That's how awake I am. I just noticed. <laughs> and your hair is beautiful at this time of the morning, by the way. Yeah, I was gonna I, say, yeah. I'm part Wookie. I think it's just. <laughs> um, yeah, you know that. Okay, I'm going to say something or ask a question. I, with this pandemic, I mean, I, I'm wondering like what films, what series are going to be considered inappropriate after this or during this. Um, I know a lot of films were censored, shows were censored, were pulled, you know, after certain events. And you know what I mean? Like, like the hunt. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I have a dark mind and a dark sense of humor. Like, I really enjoyed it. I saw it when we went to see it before it was released to um, release publicly. I went to go, I'm a big fan of Jim Jarmusch. Uh, you know, the dead don't die. I, I, I hated that movie. 
I just hated it. I'm sorry. And I like and I like Jim Jarmusch. And it's just Adam Driver. I mean, it, it was a great cast. They all wanted to do a Jim Jarmusch film, but I just thought the script was horrible. It it is horrid, and I think the what seeing it a second time, I thought it's purposely horrid. Do you know what I mean? I thought the, the Tilda Swinton thing doesn't even make any sense. No, it didn't, and and I think I think that's I, I think that was his homage to you know what I mean Romero and mm-hmm. you know what I mean that that the underlying narrative wasn't in the dialogue it was in but, but is it Adam Driver's breaking the fourth wall but Bill Murray's not breaking the fourth wall uh huh I uh I mean. But I, I thought, I was thinking of, like, what films do you think will be considered, you know, not acceptable because of the pandemic? Uh, Contagion and Outbreak and 12 Monkeys. Um, People are watching you know, all those anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I'm watching War of the Worlds right now. And I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, this is, you know, mass genocide of the human race. And I'm thinking... You know what I mean? I felt a little uncomfortable, like it was some kind of guilty pleasure. Right. Yeah, but now. that wasn't that wasn't an allegory for the pandemic. That was an alien invasion. That's true, but it, but it does kind of feel like, um, I mean, a virus is an invasion. So I kind of thought, and it is, you know, alien. You know, mm-hmm. it's from outside of our bodies. So I thought, you know, um, I don't know. I was kind of in my mind, kind of coming up with a fun list of things that are totally like the stand. You know what I mean? I'm like totally inappropriate right now. <laughs> now, do you, now, do you like the movie The Stand or the miniseries The Stand? I like the miniseries, the original one. Yeah, Gary Sinise. Gary Sinise, that's a good one. We have to be wrapping this up soon. Okay. So I just want to alert our, our listeners to, um, if you want fresh content and you need something to get into, the last dance starts on ESPN Sunday night about the final championship season of the Bulls. Now, now, two two things to add about that. One, the ESPN version is going to be uncensored with all the f bombs and everything. The if you're going to watch this with your children, the ESPN two version is going to have bleeps and dropouts. So just remember that when you're watching it. And then ESPN Plus is also doing a documentary of the 1996 run that they had. I think that that was either the first or the second three-peat. Because they had, I, think, I think this one's about the second three-peat. This is, and then the first, the one on ESPN Plus is about the first three-peat. So ESPN is going all out on Michael Jordan. Yeah, well, I think it's good to remember that, and and I remember that those those games. Oh my God, that was just amazing to watch. It I really, really hope was. they have a B.J. Armstrong episode. And then uh, they have um, tonight is the big concert for America. What's it called? Uh, it's the Lady Gaga thing, hosted hosted by Kimmel, uh, Colbert, and Fallon. One world together at home. So that's the big thing. There's an all-star tribute to Prince on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. If people want to, if, if people. Yeah, they filmed that like four months ago. I know, I know. So it's different. And then uh, I watched 
the watch party last night of that thing you do with the oh, cast. Oh, because with the Oneaters. Yeah, and it was really fun, but they couldn't show the movie because, like Liz said, of the licensing things. So they watched it. They all had their little thing. Was Steve Zahn, did Steve Zahn show up to this one? Because he didn't show up to the last reunite. Yeah, yeah, it was all of them. It was all of them. And, and then they had special guest stars like Kevin Pollack, Giovanna Ribisi, uh, Colin Hanks. A lot of did, them came. Did Tom show up? No. Did uh, Liv Tyler show up? No. So it wasn't all, but it was. Uh, but it was the full, full four band. Right, Tom Everett Scott, uh, Ethan Embry, Steve Zahn from Kentucky. He lives in Kentucky, and well, how do you say that last name, Jonathan Skage? Sure. Yeah. Anyway, it was the four O'Neaters, and uh, it was it was fun, and they had a couple of uh, they had a couple little tidbits, but they're going to keep it for a week because they're trying to raise money for Music Cares. COVID mm -hmm. relief and they and this was as a tribute to Adam Schlesinger who wrote that thing you do and some of the mm -hmm. songs on the soundtrack and he wrote Stacy's mom for Fountains of Wayne. Well he was in Fountains of Wayne. Yeah he was in Fountains of Wayne. And he and, wrote all the music for Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. He won two right. Emmys for it. That's right. I know that's that. Right. Yeah so it was a, a loving tribute to him and then and then they had some fun stories and uh, they were so young back in, you know, the movie came out in 1997, but they mm -hmm. filmed it in 95, 96. So they had some nice stories. Anyway, it's going to be running on their YouTube channel for a week. They are uh, auctioning off a vinyl album of their soundtrack. I own the CD, but, uh, and, and they're raising money that way. And so if people still want to watch it, they can. That's the thing about these live Facebook things. They're now available. Carl, do you know if that Disney Family sing-along is available still? I'm sure it's going to be on Disney Plus. And Bob Iger thought of it two weeks ago. He thought of it two weeks. He saw everybody doing these people singing Disney songs on YouTube or on Facebook or on everywhere. And he's like, well, we could do that. We could just call people up. And then Beyonce showed up at the end. That They didn't announce that, but it was the most watched live. It was the most watched show of last week. I have to get it. I hope I can get it on demand because I didn't even know that was on. So no, it, was on, it was on when it was on Wednesday. I was actually on. No, it was Thursday night. I was actually on another Zoom call happy hour that night when it was on. Well, if you are um, craving live theater, if everybody's really upset because Stages has canceled the three of their four shows, mm -hmm. Black Rep canceled the rest of their season. Opera, out. Uh, Opera Theater of St. Louis canceled their whole festival season, all four weeks of it. If you're craving live theater, uh, Shakespeare St. Louis. Shakespeare oh, yeah, festival Shakespeare St. in the Louis. park's done, too. Well, no, it's it's at the end of August, supposedly, for much, yeah, much to do about No, nothing. it's not. So, okay. Well, anyway, on their Facebook page, they're doing all this live content, and then they have it for viewing later. But they are doing some really good fresh content. They had a playwright bake-off challenge and they had three uh, local playwrights and Carter Lewis, he's nationally renowned from WashU. They did these little short plays and they're on their Facebook page now. And they did a reading of Albert Camus' The Plague over a couple <laughs> nights. And they've been doing a lot. They did uh, 
so they've been doing a lot of really neat things. Because Camus is really uplifting, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, also Circus Flora pushed their stuff back till next year. They they said we're not postponing it. It's going to go next year. But they're doing they're doing some virtual stuff too. The Muni's doing uh, the Jingle Jam on on their website because they they have not announced that they've pushed no, anything they back have yet. Not. I bet but there's no games. there's no way the no. Muni can do anything. Yes. There's no. no way. But they're do they want people to sing Meet Me at the Muni because it's the 25th anniversary of that jingle. So if you go to their website, you can download six horrible instrumental versions of that song, and they want you to create your own content. And I don't know what they're going to do with it, but there's a release you have to sign if you uh, send something to them. So I'm uh -huh. sure they're going to be trying to uh, make that work. Yeah, well, Ten Tennessee Williams Festival, St. Louis, they're planning for next year now. So I think we're going to see this happen. So I guess this is a good way to wrap up. We'll probably have fresh content next week. We hope. What? What, what is there to see anymore? <laughs> well, there's a new one from IFC. I forget the title of it, but we got that to watch. And Liz, um, Lynn had an idea. Fargo, that's, a, that's three episodes. She's gone. She disappeared. I know. Maybe her, maybe her uh, uh, computer died. Well, I have to go to the Arts for Life board meeting right now. So, all right. Well, hey, Liz, girl, where can we find that. you? Where can we uh, you find, can find you? me? You can find me. Well, I haven't, because of the COVID, I have not done anything on the um, on the Twitters or the Instagram at underscore Carl the Intern. But you can still follow me, and if I get a whim, I'll put something out there. And you can hear me on the Intercom family of radio stations including KFDK and KMOX and Y98. Well, we are still producing online content at Webster Kirkwood Times, including our movie reviews. And uh, I am on KTRS every Thursday night with Ray Hartman. And I do have my own website, poplifestl.com. And I try to keep updated with what's going on. And you can find Liz, Chef Liz, at Tenacious Eat. Oh, on their Facebook page. And th uh, Sunday night, 6.30, is the, I don't know what the title of that is, but it's the, the binge watching and a recipe. Excellent. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. You're welcome. I'll, I'll, I'll stop here. Um, I sent Kent that check yesterday. So okay. I, I, I didn't need to reply all like everyone else, all those thirsty people need. <laughs> that's all right um i'm going to um send me these things and i'll edit them together so it'll be nice and what's the word cohesive okay i'll do it after my uh oh you do your meeting and then uh you'll be good okay thanks have a good day. all right you too bye. bye thanks you're welcome bye <laughs> bye